This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. It happened. It happened. Did yeah. you wake up this morning and think that around 8.50 Eastern, the bomb would drop today? I didn't. Uh, I wasn't awake when it happened because uh, that was 7.50 Eastern or 7, 7.50 Central. Yeah. So I was I was still asleep. I'm still trying to kick whatever this crap is that I have. And yeah, Matt Ooh. Canada fired. Gone. Peace. And as an ode, I'm going to pop open <laughs> a Canada dry. Uh, Here's Matt Canada. This isn't the same. It's a little sparkling water from a different uh, outlet. All right. Matt Canada's gone. The Steelers, Mike Tomlin, fired Matt Canada this morning as the offensive coordinator, I'm sure, if you are in this chat live right now, and there's already a ton of you, and we greatly appreciate it here on the South Side Beat, of course, he's Chris Halleck and I'm Corey Christen. You already know. You already yeah. know what's going on. You already know Matt Canada's gone and that Mike Sullivan and Eddie Faulkner are taking over mm-hmm. duties. Uh, Sullivan will call the plays, and, and, and Faulkner will coordinate the offense. Yeah, I'll that have a, I'll have a piece going on that later on. today on, on, the, on the website. Obviously not like too much insider detail because I'm not there, but I did get to cover the team last year. So I'll have a little bit of kind of like my my expectations of it based off of what I have seen and the way these guys coach and everything like that too. So, And we appreciate you all being here with us today on a Tomlin Tuesday. And of course, the news drops just about three hours before Mike Tomlin takes to the podium. Mm-hmm. So 95% of the press conference, of course, was about the move to fire Matt Canada at this point entering week 12, the Steelers are six and four. They control their own playoff destiny, but, but 28th ranked scoring offense, 28th ranked total offense, Mm -hmm. Kenny Pickett's development stuck in the mud. If not sinking, something had to be done. Something had to be done now. And B Phil mentions uh, DK and me, uh, this morning, if in case you missed it, DK and I went live for just over an hour this morning, yep. um, you know, just after nine Eastern to, um, you know, recap everything and give instant reaction and, and thoughts on it as it was happening. So it's been an all day venture here. It's certainly going to be an all season adventure. Yeah. Kenny Pickett, obviously, as he usually talks on Wednesdays, is likely going to address it tomorrow. And then coordinator Thursday, as we say here on the South side. Uh, it will be coordinators, plural, uh, Thursday in this instance. Uh, we will see if it will be Mike Sullivan, Eddie Faulkner, or both. I would right, assume. Chris. I would All assume right, Chris, based on your reaction. Yeah. I will just to, just to kind of react. I would assume that it would be Eddie Faulkner, just because in terms of day to day, that I mean, offense like coordinating the offense. That sounds like it's Eddie Faulkner's job. So I would assume mm-hmm. that Eddie Faulkner would be the de facto interim OC. Um, but my initial reaction is, well, first off, because a lot of people, you know, kept bringing this up and saying, like, oh, is this a possibility? And I kept saying, no, you know why? 
because this is the first time the Steelers have let go of a, a head coach or a coordinator in the middle of a season since 1941. This is not, this is literally unprecedented in, in Steelers history. We are, we are an uncharted territory here. Um, and so it broke it. This broke every precedent leading up to this. And so that's why it, it wasn't expected. And, uh, um, no matter how bad Matt Canada was as an offensive coordinator or how bad Kenny Pickett played under him, I thought that they were at least going to ride it out until the end of the season and then mutually agree to part ways. Um, but kudos. And honestly, the, the, when it comes to the seeking drama and everything like that, of whether this was Mike Tomlin solely making this decision on his own or Art Rooney the second stepping in, the fact of the matter is, is that it was done. Um, I'm always going to go with what's said from the coach behind the podium, uh, you know, uh, you know, as opposed to what's been reported elsewhere. So if it's Mike Tomlin who solely made the decision, then I'm going to go with, I'm going to lean with that first. Um, but either way, it doesn't matter who made the decision. The fact of the matter is that it's done. That's right. And um, I, and I saw somebody bring up something, um, something earlier. And I, I kind of wanted to kind of have this be, I might have to look for it while I pass it back over to you. Go ahead. But, go ahead. I'll take but, over. Yeah. It, but th this is just, it's unprecedented and it's, and it's refreshing to see this organization do something about something that was just, it was the gigantic elephant in, in a, in a tiny ass room. Sorry for my language, but it was just, it's okay. It needed to, it needed to be done. I think DK dropped an S-bomb <laughs> earlier. Uh, Ryan, with $10, appreciate you, Ryan, our good appreciate friend. Uh, he says, apologize to high-res core. I'm forgetting to mention the Southside beat this morning. Yeah, reminder, if if you guys missed this morning's live stream, DK and I gave just instant reaction to everything. So a lot of what I could say today is more or less going to be reacting to what Mike Tomlin had to say as a result of this. And one of these uh, comments here from Mike says, Corey, what are your thoughts about Tomlin saying basically that he pulled – the trigger on firing Matt Canada and not the we like DK uh, figured it would be, you know, Mike Tomlin took full accountability in, in his press conference for firing Matt Canada. And he said, you know, leadership it's on me basically. Now I think that's a strong wording from Mike Tomlin. I think that is wording that almost comes with no risk in his stature. Like I feel like if, if a head coach that's in his second year in this, and it was like, yeah, the coordinator's gone. That's on me. That could be taken as defensive. I feel like this is on the pun intended offensive from Mike Tomlin. And this is Mike Tomlin putting his name on something saying, we need to do something about this now. Now, yeah. it might be easy to look at that and say, well, they should have done something about it after the 2022 season. And you would be right. However, new quarterback, second year in the system. What do you think is the benefit for the coordinator and the quarterback? Who's yeah. to say this was the best course of action. It became evident. This offense was not going to go anywhere with Matt Canada guiding it. It became evident weeks ago, months ago, before the season started. We never second guessed that this is just about time that this had happened. And basically what Mike Tomlin had to say today was when you know, it's time, then you know, it's time. Mm -hmm. This was the time. It didn't have to be beginning of the season. It didn't have to be before the season. It didn't have to be the bye week. It didn't have to be after week 10. It had to be after week 11, after the absolute horrible, horrible performance in Cleveland on Sunday by that offense. 
Kenny Pickett has regressed this offense since the start of this last season. 31st of the NFL in scoring, 31st of the NFL in yards. It's been at the bottom. It has been as bad, literally, as it possibly gets. And yeah. now, at minimum, what the Steelers get a chance to do, this is all they're doing for themselves right now, is they're wiping the slate clean. Yes, they're still in playoff position. Yes, they are in a position where if they if the season ended today or if they won out, they are control their own destiny in that label, in that category right now. Mm-hmm. They are controlling their own destiny. So what they're doing right now is trying to jumpstart this offense in some way, shape, or form. And whether that has to come down to moving the offensive coordinator out of the building and kicking them to the curb and giving somebody, whether it's Mike Sullivan, Eddie Faulkner, or both, the reins to say, here, you game plan and you design this offense. That's the jumpstart that Tomlin felt the Steelers were at at this time. There have been other moves that have been made to quote-unquote jumpstart this offense as we have talked about this season. Namely, putting Broderick Jones in a tackle. Namely that. Now it's about, and then it was about giving Jalen Warren the football more because he was running the football really well. Now it's about the coordinator. Enough was enough. This had to happen. This should have happened sooner. This should have happened in the in the summer. This should have happened in June or 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 last yeah, February. After, I mean, yeah, after, should, after the end of the season. This should have happened months ago, but here we are now. And now we get to see what Kenny Pickett can do away from Matt Canada. I'm not going to say it's going to all turn around, no. but this had to be the start. If you were going to commit to Kenny Pickett, this had to be the start of that process. Yeah, and see, like Frank's saying, it's time to bench Kenny Pickett. This is actually the ex- exact time to not bench him. Correct. Because, well, and it's not even just now, because I don't even think what we're going to see over the next seven games is going to be a true assessment of what Kenny can do with, uh, with a coordinator outside of Matt Canada, because... As and this is the question that I was talking about that I wanted to find earlier. Matt asked, uh, or Matt Matt said, uh, Canada was part of the problem, but I'm not sold. This is a fix it all situation. It, it's not, and, and that's that's part of it. Is that the next seven games is pretty much a, a way to try to salvage what you possibly can for this season with the offense, with what you have in house. Go for some sort of change, and sometimes all you need to do is stir the Kool-Aid a little bit differently if I can try to steal a Tomlinism here uh, and, and just try to see if you can come up with a bit of a different flavor, a bit of a different, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not as clever with the stuff as Mike Tomlin is, but just try <laughs> to see if you can salvage what you can with what you have uh, because, you know, a, a, anybody who was looking for possibly outside help at this point in the season, it's not going to, ha- it's not going to happen. You can't change the offense. You can't change the language. You can't change uh, the playbook. It's just, you can't do that. And if, even for somebody, you know, people are saying, Oh, Matt Canada's playbook is so small. Like no NFL offenses are way too complex to try to install a new one, especially if you're talking about an offense that you want to see now, that's way too complex to to, to implement in week 12. Yes. Um, so you have to deal with what you have. Now, there can be changes to play, play sequencing, um, to a, a number of different things in, in terms of how you disguise certain situations, certain plays, certain concepts. Um, but you're not going to see a complete overhaul of what happens here. And when it comes to being a fix-all situation, that – 
won't happen until the offseason when the Steelers hopefully go through a, a, a very well vetted process of trying to find the right offensive coordinator. And I do think, and this isn't a slight to Mike Sullivan or Eddie Faulkner, that they need to go with an outside hire. They need to find somebody who uh, is, an, is a legitimate offensive guru. I, I don't have a name. I know I'm going to be asked that, and, and believe me, now that Matt Canada has been fired, I'm going to start doing a little bit of homework on maybe who I think would be the best guy to bring in. But anybody who can make this system a little bit more quarterback-friendly and make things easier for Kenny Pickett, especially when it comes to finding guys over the middle of the field, because regardless of what Matt Canada was drawing up, there's no denying it. It's on tape that Kenny Pickett was having a hard time finding guys wide open over the middle of the field. So mm-hmm. it's just, this is not a fix it all issue. This is just the first step that had to take place in order for the Steelers to get going on offense. I don't expect them to go out there and put up 450 yards against the Bengals. Imagine if they do. Imagine, I mean, yeah, imagine if they do. I mean, I think Steelers fans might actually be more angry than they will be happy. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're yeah, like, come why on. Why did we do like... this sooner? This was all, <laughs> yeah, why did we do this sooner? Uh, Brent, thank you for the uh, five gifts. And if you got one of those, make sure you uh, give Brent a thank you in the uh, in the chat there. Okay. Uh, and Brent also asks, do you think Falk and Sully can do this together? Hmm. Now, let me put it to you this way. I think this move in the interim basis is a recommittal to the identity of the offense. I think that promoting Eddie Faulkner along with Mike Sullivan is Mike Tomlin's way of saying, we are going to remain a run first team. This is the identity we're going to remain with. This is going to be Najee Harris and Jalen Warren and then Kenny Pickett in that Mm -hmm. order. This is not an override of, we have to change the entire philosophy of the offense coming from Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin still has some say in the offense, believe it or not. This isn't a pit situation where Pat Narduzzi has said he spends 80% of the time in the defense room. Um, <laughs> he has said that. Um, this is a situation where you promote a guy like Eddie Faulkner because you want to reaffirm a commitment to running the football, because yeah. you want to make sure that the offensive coordinator Play caller, offensive coordinator, two distinct roles. The offensive coordinator is still coordinating an offense that will benefit the very running backs that he coaches. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I'm not going to expect Kenny Pickett to all of a sudden become Tom Brady. What I'm going to expect from this offense is the identity of it to remain the same. However, in sequence, in play production, in yard production, and then in the passing game, it's the attempts that Kenny Pickett takes down the field. He he did not complete a pass, I don't think, beyond the sticks. His average yards per one. target, yeah. he completed one. His yeah. average yards per target were like 2.8. It was awful on Sunday against the Browns. Yeah, Kenny it was Pickett, less than four yards per attempt. It, it, was, it, was, it was pathetic. Kenny Pickett has to push the ball down the field. And now, with his quarterback coach working with him closely – and with a running game that you would think is going to benefit from Eddie Faulkner being the coordinator of it, you would think that Kenny's going to be able to have at least a little bit more as far as production goes. You would think it can't get worse at the same time because, in fact, it could, but it also really couldn't. 
So now what you have to think about for Kenny Pickett going forward at the end of the season, I'm not treating him like a game manager. That's not where I'm putting him. That's a low bar to climb. And quite frankly, that's loser's mentality. That is Cleveland Brown quarterback mentality pre-Deshaun Watson, pre-Baker Mayfield. This is the this is the jersey you see that's famous online with the Rolodex of, of names, Spurgeon Wynn and Tim Couch and, and all of the uh, – Holcomb, Kellen Holcomb or whatever his name was. Like that is what we're talking about here, and that's not what I'm saying what Pickett is. I think Pickett can be better than that. You and I have said this all season long, Chris, and I'm going to stay consistent in this. I want to see a Kenny Pickett life without Matt Canada. I want mm-hmm. to see it at the end of this year. I want to see it happen next year. And yeah. then I will make my judgment and my determination as to yeah. whether Kenny is the guy or not. Will I jump ship before that? No. Will I remain less? Will I get less confident and be less optimistic? Yes. I think that is fair game all in the same. Yeah. Um, that's bad says, you know, how hard is it? How hard is it really to add a play? Wasn't Ben drawing them up? Listen, comparing Kenny and Ben in any way, shape or form is completely unfair. Um, especially in Ben's in the second half of Ben's career, because while Ben won Super Bowls in the early stages of his career, um, the type of quarterback that he was in, in the second half, especially like during the killer B era and when the offense was one of the best in the league was Ben was essentially his own offensive coordinator, even though he, yes, he did have, you know, Todd Haley and, and Randy Fickner and, and, you know, a bunch of different guys. He understood what NFL defenses were doing way better than Kenny understands it now. And that, that just comes with experience. You can't, you can't, compare the two no. so any kind of changes that can be done to the offense is are is way easier to do when you have this 14 year 15 year 16 year veteran at quarterback than when you have a second year guy um right now you need to try to make it almost as simple as possible not simple in terms of predictable but make 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 things a little bit easier for kenny so he doesn't need to try to overthink things you know, okay, okay. Here's this particular play. Okay, what's the defense doing? Okay, if it's if it's cover, if it's middle field closed, okay, this route and this route, like pre-snap, has to be like okay, that's gone. Whether that was my first read or not, I can't go there because the coverage dictates that I can't. Okay. Oh, it's middle field open. Okay, great. Now maybe this this one play, if somebody's running a uh, running a dig, or somebody's running a slant, or somebody's running a deep post, or from running double post, what is that safety on the left side of the field going to do? There's a number of different things that Kenny Pickett, as an NFL quarterback, should already know how to do. Find a way to simplify it for him. And Mike Sullivan having a little bit more hands on now when it comes to actual tangible results on the field, play to play, might be a little bit better for him. Um, okay, but in terms of adding to the offense, it's not going to happen. Okay, Mr. Malvo says I'm doing too much of that Kenny's trash without my excuse of not being honest with myself. Let me be honest with you about one thing, okay? It is true that, yes, Kenny Pickett has not played well, and, and a large part of that is his inability to perform. It's his inability to execute. However, the caveat on every little thing that Kenny Pickett has done well or not well this season has been Matt Canada. Can we at least agree on that? I think that is easy to say by this point. Easy. It, I'm not second guessing that once one step that Matt Canada was handicapping Kenny Pickett. He definitely was. It was so evident and so clear. And now, as James says here, 
people are talking about the draft for next year. Okay. This is how bad it's gotten with Kenny Pickett is that people are talking about the draft. I'll tell you what I won't talk about with Kenny Pickett is going to get a veteran to replace him. Do you really think, do you really think they're going to go get Kirk Cousins or Justin Fields or Josh Dobbs or Kyler Murray or any of those veteran options when the very structure of this team, Chris, pop quiz, what percent of the cap total do you think the Steelers are committing to their quarterback room? Oh, it's a small percentage. Five percent is yeah. the answer. Five percent. Five percent of the cap hit of this season is total, total for the quarterback room. No. Do you know how many teams are spending more than that, multiple times more than that on one quarterback? A lot. I don't think it's I don't think it's under I don't think it's stated enough how the Steelers are constructed. It's not stated enough that because Kenny's on a rookie contract, because Mitch is being paid what he's paid to be a backup, because Mason is being paid chump change to be the emergency quarterback and dress on Sundays to not play. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. They are able to pay Alex Highsmith. They're able to pay Mm. Cole Holcomb and Quan Alexander and Keanu Neal and Pat P and and go get all of these other pieces that are structured around a cheap quarterback. It's not that easy, folks, in a salary cap league. It's not that easy. And if you want to go back into the draft well, you have to find the coordinator to go with that quarterback. You have to find the requisite coordinator to go with that quarterback. If you're going to replace one piece – just being the coordinator and you have Kenny Pickett, then you can find a coordinator that's going to bring the best out of Kenny Pickett. The very first, I'm not holding that job interview. The first job interview question I would ask is, what are you going to do to make Kenny Pickett a better quarterback? That's the first question I would ask. And if that answer's not good enough, I show him the door. That's the main objective for the Steelers right now. That's not insider tip. That's not anything else other than common sense by this point. Yeah. This is Kenny Pickett for at least the end of this season and the and the end of 2024. And then you figure it out from there. Just bump my mic. And <laughs> then you figure it out from there. That's think, the bottom line of how this is going to go. I think the problem is, is you know, whenever, whenever, you know, obviously like Matt Canada has gotten the, the majority of the, of the, of the hate and the vitriol from, from the fan base. And so when it comes to, you know, finding people to blame, you know, whenever the offense started to look a little bit better, you know, when the running game started to get going a few weeks ago and even against the Browns, 172 yards on the ground, that's the most the Browns have given up this season. And the Browns had the best defense in the league. Um, And it's not like they had the best defense in the league with having a crappy run defense. No, they had the seventh ranked run defense going into, you know, going into last Sunday and the, the Steelers, even without the 74 yarder would have put a 98 yards on the ground. That's a dang good performance against that defense. Uh, but yeah, the 74 yarder absolutely matters. So 172 yards on the ground, that's a legitimate performance against that defense. Um, and so now people, you know, and, and, you know, whenever I write pieces and other people in up for other outlets, write pieces, like there's valid reason to be concerned about Kenny Pickett. That's just, Oh, let's bail on him. Let let's, Oh, he's trash now. It's like, no, that's, that's not it. 
you that can't just, bail on the guy when he's still handicapped by the coordinator. You can't bail on the guy 100%. Well, the whole reason why I wrote what I wrote was, regardless of Matt Canada, here are some reasons and examples why, regardless of who his offensive coordinator is, here are some reasons why there is concern over either complete like plateau or now, as we've seen in the last couple of weeks, I would even say regression of his development. And so there is valid concern over Kenny Pickett. That doesn't mean that give up that you should give up on him and that he's that he's trash and that he's a bust or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Again, like I I do want to see him with a, with a with a legitimate. I, I'm again, this isn't a shot at Eddie Faulkner or, or Mike Sullivan. I want to see him with a guy who's brought in to be the offensive coordinator with with where his main job, his main focus needs to be getting Kenny Pickett to develop because the Steelers invested a first round pick in this guy. Mm-hmm. And for all the people to get really angry about picking Najee Harris in the first round, him not playing up to a first round talent, man, you should be getting way more upset about possibly Kenny Pickett being a bust over Najee Harris, because the biggest reason why is that the Steelers already found another solution at running back in Jalen Warren, because it's a lot easier to find another running back than it is to find a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And for those of us who watch the Steelers, and watch the Steelers in between the Terry Bradshaw, watch the years in between Terry Bradshaw and Ben Roethlisberger, know exactly what I'm talking about. It's not easy to find a quarterback in this league. It's just not. Nope. nope. The, Browns the only way you can do it. it is to pay free agent market price, and if you do that, you're handicapping yourself on whatever else you can do with your roster. That's my point. That's my point. I wrote about it the other day. This is the, this is the living in the fears the Steelers don't want to experience. This is exactly the fear that they manufactured for themselves. Okay. And when I say manufactured, I mean literally with the checkbook. Okay. Like they could pay TJ Watt, they could pay Alex Highsmith, they could pay Maker, they could pay Cam, they could pay Chooks and, and James Daniels and all these other guys and Sam Alu and all these other guys. They could do all that. All of that's possible because the quarterback's on a rookie contract. Yeah. So if, and that's a big if by this point, because at this point, it sounds like Mike Tomlin wants to commit to Kenny Pickett. Firing Matt Canada to me is a recommittal to Kenny Pickett. It is saying we are going to find a different way to get the best out of this guy. That's what this is about. They know the fire they're playing with here. Okay. You can't, the Steelers can't go and sign Kirk Cousins to a a tens of millions of dollars of contract next year. It's just not mathematically going to work. This is, this is a salary cap league. This isn't major league baseball and crying for Bob Nutting to open his pocketbook for Shohei Otani. That's not what this is folks. (laughs) That's not what this is. Sorry, I imagine? still have to laugh at that. I still have to laugh at that. <laughs> Just putting imagine? the Pirates and Shohei Otani in the same sentence. <laughs> Unless he's playing against the Pirates, it's just ridiculous. Could you imagine? No, no but that's I not can't. What, but the, yeah, <laughs> but that's not what this is. That's not what this is. So what this is, it's a recommittal to Kenny Pickett. Now look, Mr. Nick at time says, now Kenny has no excuses. I would agree to that, but here's the but. You have to wait until the appropriate offensive coordinator yeah. is hired. Like Mike Sullivan and Eddie Faulkner calling plays for Kenny Pickett is probably going to be an improvement for Matt Canada doing it because anything would have been an improvement for Matt Canada doing it. Now, can the Steelers go on the open market? They're going to have to, unless they really think in their heart of hearts, and I'm taking my glasses off and scratching my eye for this, in their heart of hearts, if they believe that Eddie Faulkner or Mike Sullivan as the offensive coordinator can get the best out of Kenny Pickett, then they're going to take that direction. And we will find out in these final seven games of the season if that is the case. 
Yeah. But if that is not the case, they have to do their due diligence, go around the league, find position coaches, interview people, bring in whoever they need to bring in with the main objective of being, can you take this quarterback to the next level? And yeah. if that answer is no, don't interview the guy, don't hire the guy. It's or gal. It's that simple. It is literally that simple. We're not overcomplicating this. We're not absolving Kenny Pickett of anything. We're not absolving Matt Canada of anything. That is not what we're doing here. This is the course of action the, the Steelers simply need to take. It is It is just that simple. And, and it might be easy to overthink some things right now because this should have happened sooner and we should have been in this situation in the offseason. And what if Kenny had a new coordinator at the beginning of the season and not now? It's different now. It's different now. So now what? Now what goes on? The Steelers have to prepare for the Bengals. They still have to go, by the way, play a football game on Sunday. Um, and look, to me, the final straw, the final foot came down from Najee Harris on Sunday. Yeah. The final foot came from Najee when he when he basically said, how much longer can we do this before, before it ends? When's it going to end? Yeah, and Mike Tomlin said today that it was it was his decision at the end of the day, and that's that. So Matt Canada out, Eddie Faulkner, and Mike Sullivan are in. I did a lot of ranting today. I feel better now. <laughs> I think I needed it today. I know you're still a little under the weather, Chris. So we'll make oh, sure no, you, you you ease back. No, it's it's good, man. I, and and listen, I, I kind of had a feeling we were we were probably going to go over today, just because this is. I mean, this is this is a massive. I mean, I, I watch I, I watched when you guys were live uh, earlier today, and like this this is a huge huge news day for 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 Steelers fans and for mm -hmm. this franchise. Um, they don't. Uh, I'll say it again. They, this is not something that this organization does, and so when something like this is done. It, it, it uh, this this means serious business because it's not like the Steelers are are in, in the middle of a of a season in which the playoffs are completely out of sight. As of right now, the Steelers are the seventh seed in the AFC. Like if the season ended right now, they'd be in the playoffs. Um, so they are doing this with an eye on. Listen, we are good enough to be in the playoff picture, and that's with our offense being absolutely freaking terrible. And it's getting worse, mm -hmm. <laughs> like especially when when we're becoming so one dimensional. Um, man, alive! I can't put that on the screen. Where is it? I but, gotta find but it. But Crystal's uh, comment. Good lord, that's graphic. Uh, um, you have I don't the even hammer. know. Uh, I you said, need it. You have the hammer. I can't find it. I did say stomach bug, but uh, I, I also had a, had a fever for like two days, and that usually mm. doesn't come with a stomach bug. So I must have had some sort of mm. um, whatever. I don't know what the heck it was, but regardless. Um, but no, this has been. Uh, and thank you for everybody who's saying good. You know, for for your you know wishes of me being back. I appreciate it, but. Listen, like this is this is something that, the fact that this was done at this juncture with the team being in the, in the playoff picture still speaks volumes to me that they really do mean business and they were and they were it eventually got to a point where they're like okay they're tired of it. And I, again, I don't care who the decision came from, I'm glad that it that it happened. I just didn't think it would ever happen. I didn't think it would happen now. Now uh, DK mentioned this earlier about the the mood and the and the tempo of Mike Tomlin in his post game press conference on Sunday, 
And I think I think just listening to what he said and the way that he said it, you could tell something was off. In hindsight, that's easy to say. But yeah. if if we knew this information on Sunday and we knew that Mike Tomlin was ready to fire Matt Canada at that time, then yeah. I think we could have definitively said, oh, that's why he acted the way he acted. Because he would have rather have talked about anything else beside his offense on Sunday. If you, re- if you just read the transcript, listen to the press conference, he would have rather talked about politics than his offense on Sunday. That's how much he tried to avoid it. So that being said, that being said, Today was the day to do it. Today was the day. Enough was enough. Mike Tomlin had enough. The Steelers had enough. Art Rooney had enough. They had enough. This was it. And now the Steelers have to proceed into Cincinnati on Sunday with two new faces calling the offense, calling and designing the offense for Kenny Pickett, going against the the Bengals, and it's remaining to be seen how this thing improves or if it improves. And, look, it's hard to to say that the 28th-ranked offense – is going to get worse. It's hard to, but at the same time, we don't know. Um, Mike Sullivan hasn't been an offensive coordinator since I think 2014, 2015, somewhere in that ballpark. And it's then, been a while. And, and then yeah. Eddie Faulkner hasn't been an offensive coordinator since 2009 at and Ball State that was University. Ball State, yeah. <laughs> yeah, at Ball State University in, in college. Yeah. So, like, who knows how this thing's going to go? The point is, the point is, things had to change. Things did change, and now it's time to get the wheels spinning on the future. It's time to get the wheels spinning on what the Steelers' offense could be at the mm-hmm. end of this season and in 2024. Chris, we went a little over today. We had to, oh, obviously. No, it's, it's all good. Obviously. Um, I would like to say final thought, but I think that this whole show has been one giant final thought for the both. Uh, no, I, I got, I got a bit of a final thought. Go ahead. Um, so I, I, because obviously now there's going to be attention on, okay, who becomes the permanent offensive coordinator at this point? Uh, who's the next guy? Um, and again, I don't have a list of guys right now, but what I will say is that I want it to uh, just my initial reaction. Cause I have thought a little bit about it today when I've had, you know, a point to try to think about it. Um, is I I want this guy, whoever it is, to be somebody who doesn't have almost any ties to the Steelers organization right now. And if they do have any ties, they're very, very loose ties. So I'm kind of out on guys such as like Byron Leftwich, Antoine Randall, like those guys. And it's not because like Glenn Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not because like I think they're bad coordinators or they're bad coaches or anything like that. It's because I really do think that this this organization needs a really, really fresh perspective on that side of the ball. Um, I, I just, I really, really do. Uh, and again, that's not an indictment on Byron Leftwich. It's not an indictment on Antoine Randall or any of those guys who have had success elsewhere um, as coordinators. I just think that much like, and, and the one thing that, that kind of gives me hope for it was the hiring of Brian Flores last year because Brian Flores, like high profile guy was a head coach of the Miami dolphins comes in, does a really great job of the role that he was uh, hired to, uh, to do. Mm-hmm. And then obviously, you know, earned a defensive coordinator job elsewhere. Um, but I, I do think that they need to. And so that kind of tells me Mike Tomlin's not shy, not shying away from possibly hiring a guy who's worthy of being a head coach elsewhere. Um, because he did it last year. I mean, he hired a guy to be on his staff who was a head coach 
Yep. You know, regardless of the reasons why he wasn't a head coach anymore, he had recently been a head coach in this league and he hired him not even to be a coordinator because he had, he already had coordinators. He hired him to be as a special defensive assistant, you know? So if you can hire a guy and again, I'm, I'm going to try to g- compile a list of names and probably get closer to the end of the season. Cause I do kind of want to see what Eddie Faulkner and, and Mike Sullivan, that, that little, you know, duo, what they do over these next seven games. So I do kind of want to give them a fair shake too. Uh, but I do think that whoever is the permanent guy, I think it needs to be somebody from the outside who doesn't have almost any history with or, with this organization. Really fresh perspective. That's my final thought. Here's my final thought. Spoon fed to me from Mike here. Mike says, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Mark Whipple because Kenny's comfortable with Mark Whipple. If the Steelers hire Mark, Mark Whipple, that's a step backwards. Yes. That is a step backwards yep. if they hire Mark Whipple. Mark Whipple couldn't cut mustard at Nebraska last year. Nebraska can him. He is not in football right now. Mark Whipple is not an NFL offensive coordinator. He was hardly a college offensive coordinator. He was a college offense, a good college offensive just, coordinator. We just did this with Matt Canada. For three years with Kenny Pickett, who, by the way, Mark Whipple um, was the guy after Matt Canada at Pitt. Matt Canada recruited Kenny Pickett to play at Pitt. So, no, if it's Mark Whipple, no, step backwards, fail, F, F. Make shoot stuff, says Nick it perfectly. Says it Stop with the college coaches. Please. The only way, the only way I go to a college coach is if there is a up and coming, like a, I would even look like almost like a Lincoln Riley esque, like he has a really successful offense in Power Five football and he's had a successful offense in Power Five football and he wants to go coach pro football. Those are the only ways I look there at, at the college level. Other than that, you have to look in this NFL, you have to look at other teams and who's successful and look at look at these teams like okay Chris I know you might be out on Antoine Randall but like what if Antoine Randall or Deuce Staley you know former Steelers of course yeah. have been in this building theoretically were available I think those are good fits I think those are decent enough fits they're at least better than what they've had well no it's it, it is true and 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 who knows like and I'm not saying like absolutely refuse them for an interview like if if they're interested and, and, and it's worth absolutely sitting down and having a conversation with them because and that's why like happy I, that, don't do this to me happy <laughs> don't do this to me not Frank Segretti oh, uh, William Matt Matt Canada recruited Kenny Pickett to Pitt I said he recruited yeah Kenny Pickett to Pitt uh, yeah if they if they hire Frank Segretti I'm out I'm out <laughs> I'm out see ya. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Chris. No, you're good. I, I'm, but I'm saying like that's why you go through the interview process because you may go in thinking, okay, well, this guy or this guy, like if Frank Reich somehow ends up being unemployed again, okay, well, maybe maybe he's kind of the front runner or whatever. I don't know. But then Antoine Randall L comes in or Deuce Staley comes in, like you mentioned, and just absolutely blows them away in the interview process. That, that's why you go through that process is to do that. I'm not saying that if they hire Byron Leftwich, Stu Staley, Antoine Randall, any of those guys that, oh, they made a mistake. I'm just saying like my initial reaction to this. And again, this is initial reaction on the day that Matt Canada was fired. I'm probably going to have a bit of a different perspective come end of the season. I mean, there are seven more games to go. <laughs> right. There's, uh, I'm, this is just my initial reaction. Literally just a several hours after Matt Canada was canned. Mike says, what are your thoughts on Heinz Ward? I'm not sold on Heinz Ward as an offensive coordinator. Right I, how, how, how many, how many coaching positions has he had? Just the one in the XFL. That's, that's a no. guess. I genuinely no. don't know. 
whatever. You're talking about being an NFL offensive coordinator. I know. I, I, no, no, I'm that's just, what I'm I'm just right. answering the question. So th- there is a reason why so many <laughs> Jim people. Harbaugh. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh. Can you there... imagine? No, I can't. <laughs> I mean, I mean, how many more Ted Lasso lines is he going to steal? Uh, oh, man. I think Jim Harbaugh's next co- next step is to be a head coach in the NFL again. Yeah, I think, I think he's worth. I think he's worthy of it. Yeah, Jim Harbaugh I mean, had success in the NFL before as a head coach. So can you imagine you? Jim Harbaugh and Mike Tomlin? No, sitting at the table every day breaking no. bread, talking about the offense. No, it would be. It would be. It would be. It would be like an episode of. Oh, what am I gonna relate this to? It'd be like a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> it's George and Jerry. It's George. Oh my gosh, yeah. Crystal. You guys are you guys Crystal's are on fire today that. with the with the with the graphic descriptions of of stomach bugs and and he uh, steal his brother's signs yeah Evan, that's that's what I was I was hoping somebody would you know CBT it up for them and would yeah. hit that one out of the park and as no, Terry but... uh, says here now we can move on yeah so and and that's the one thing for, from now on and again. You know, from now on, I, if Kenny really struggles over these last seven games and be like, oh, well, now we know that Kenny Pickett was also a problem. Again, I don't think, like, you know, to your point, I don't think you get a true fair shake of a quarterback and unless it's like, again, a three-year thing. I, like, I really do. And I'm not saying that because Ben says it. I'm I'm just saying that because, yeah, James Franklin for OC. You see James Frank? Do you see what James Franklin did in his presser, by the, the way? Uh, Hopefully. He literally, uh, from what it looked like, at least he asked everybody in the media at his own press conference, like specific things that they like for Thanksgiving. Oh, and I'm like, I mean, he's just sitting there listening. He's like, like dinner rolls or cornbread. And it's just like, can you imagine <laughs> Mike Tomlin getting behind the podium and asking every single person in that room <laughs> what they like for Thanksgiving? Uh, Pat Narduzzi on Monday. Uh, so Jerry DePaulo of the Trib. God bless Jerry. He had a brace on his wrist. And Pat Narduzzi is notorious for not wanting to talk about injuries. He doesn't do it. He will not specify injuries unless players are out for the season. That's the only way he will talk about injuries. That's how Pitt runs their ship. So Jerry, in the press conference on Monday, has his has his wrist brace. And Pat goes, what you do to your wrist, Jerry? And Jerry goes, we don't talk about injuries. And the whole room just laughed at it. And Pat... Pat was like red in the face. He's like, he knew he got caught. He knew he got in his own, in his own stuff there. So I love that. I love that uh, banter between college coaches. I just hope James Franklin was cool to our, our guy, Corey Geiger, uh, as he usually is. All right. That's it. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Jay quest says a B for OC. Oh, we could, we could do this until the cows come home. Can't we? I mean, the, he, uh... he, I mean, no, it's, it's funny. I mean, <laughs> AB is petitioning himself for, for, uh, to be the offensive coordinator for several weeks now. Uh, a million times no. <laughs> hey, uh, the, what, the Iowa offensive coordinator, Ference, is, uh, free. Oh, maybe. My. I uh, would rather have Deion Sanders be the offensive coordinator than, than, uh, Antonio mm-hmm. Brown. I'm not a big, uh, like, barstool guy or anything like that, but the, some of the, like, part of my take stuff is okay to me. And, uh, Dan Katz on part of my take always does his NFL tier list like teams and he put the Steelers, he put the Steelers in the Iowa tier, (laughs) which is, which is great for, which is great content. And I know this is going to come up to somebody saying the higher Ben. Uh, First off, I don't think Ben Roth. I mean, like if you watch his podcast, 
Um, I don't <laughs> think big uh, coordinator. Gosh, guys. Yeah. Uh, I don't think uh, Ben has any uh, interest in uh, becoming a, a coach at the NFL level. Um, he has said that multiple times on his podcast. So unless he's lying, um, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. And plus, I don't think Ben goes straight from the couch to being in command over an entire offense at the NFL level, regardless of how much he knows about the game. Right, right. Um, I don't think Ben Roethlisberger is coming off the couch either. Also, Pitt Volleyball plays on Sundays, and he is, uh, he's become known to be at the Pitt Volleyball games. So Very I don't think he'd want to give those up. They, they just upset Louisville Sunday. Big deal. Um, all right. We could do this forever. Yeah, we could we could do this for hours. We're but nearly four hundred people here, man. But I, we did I, a great I, job I today. <laughs> you all brought it today. We appreciate you all. DK and Ramon are coming up in about seventeen minutes ish. Bell time over under four oh two. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go under today. I think they'll be ready today. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm gonna go under four oh two today. I think they'll be ready. Uh, get your over unders in. In the meantime, I'm going. <laughs> I'm gonna go over under four oh two on the bell. I'm gonna go under today. What do you think? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go under. I'll give him the. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt today. Ramon was um, in the morning show today with DK and I. Uh, you know, chiming in on Matt Canada getting fired. Well, I uh, think he was on the radio in Tennessee when that's happening. So he's like commenting at the best he best he possibly could. Barber Barber's going over. Monongahela Mike's going over. Under for for Nick. Uh, Jake goes over. A lot of overs. Four oh seven for Jake. Shoot, if they're four oh seven on a Canada fired Tuesday, whoo, moaning the van four ten. You guys, I don't think they're going four ten. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say four oh. I'm gonna say four oh one. I think they'll be ready today. I hope they're ready today. <laughs> We're ready to get out of here. Those two will be here in approximately fifteen minutes. Tomorrow's Wednesday, which means quick programming note. Tomorrow's Wednesday, which means Kenny Pickett should be talking. He usually does. He usually does. Excuse me. Hiccup. Um, we'll be back. Chris and I, same time, three Eastern, here on DK Pittsburgh Sports on YouTube. No show Thursday for Thanksgiving. Enjoy your holiday. Spend we'll- it with your loved ones. Watch some football. Hang out. And then Friday, we'll see about Friday. Well, Friday. I know, I know you can't, but we'll see about Friday just Crystal, because Crystal, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I will know more tomorrow, but for sure, no show on Thursday. Cause that's Thanksgiving. Correct. So. No show Thursday. We will, we will allow for the Thanksgiving celebration. I will be having dinner with my mother. And then Friday I'm out because I'm flying to uh, Raleigh for Pitt's season finale Final pit game. Hey, you don't have to worry about a bowl game this year. No, I do not. No, I do not. <laughs> but it was announced today, 2027. I'll be going overseas, perhaps. Ireland. Ireland. Perhaps I'll be going to Ireland. We will see, uh, you know, God willing, we will see what happens. But uh, for now, we will get out of here. DK and Ramon in 15 minutes. He's Chris Halleck. I'm Corey Christen. This has been the Southside Beat. Thank you all for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. All of the love and all the fire you brought today. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>